Hello, friends. Once again, I'm so sorry about the inclement weather today and our inability to share in worship together in this space, but I'm so glad we have a chance to join together online, and I simply did not want to miss the opportunity for us to take our next step in our simplicity journey. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about how to take the next step in, in our spiritual journeys, and Jesus said something very important in Matthew chapter 11. He said, Come to me, those of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Rest. Sounds nice, right? Rest. We work, we go to school, we have activities, we listen to that chubby preacher Life can get hectic, but Jesus promised something different. So how do we find rest in Christ and return to a simpler life? In a recent survey, 9 out of 10 people believed it was important for their families to have spiritual foundations. And there's no greater way that we can inhabit the simple life God intended for us to have than by centering our lives on Christ. We know our lives are going to be more fulfilling, more meaningful, more joyful if we commune with our Creator on a regular basis. But 7 out of 10 people in that same survey said they needed to spend more time with God. Well, today can be the day we decide to take the most important step in returning to a simple life by covenanting to commune with God more regularly. Last week on January 6th, We walk through a process to help us prioritize our horizontal relationships, the relationships we have with the people around us. Today, I want to walk through that same process, but with a nuanced outcome. How do we edify our vertical relationship? Today, our goal is to find greater simplicity by centering our lives on Christ. And we'll be following the same pattern we established last week. Clarity, movement, alignment, and purpose. So I want to start by asking you to grab a sheet of paper and a pen. And if you're watching as a family, make sure everybody has something to write with. That will be important throughout the course of our time together. And once you grab that pen and that piece of paper, I want you to write down a word. The first word, clarity. We discussed last week that we can have all of the generic desires that we we want until the cows come home. But until we find clarity... All of those desires will remain unfulfilled. Clarity reminds us that we have to have a goal. And, and not just any goal, it's a what and how kind of goal. How, what am I going to do and how am I going to do it? What am I going to do and how am I going to do it? So if our desire is to have simpler lives by centering on Christ, what might my goal look like? Well, here's an example of a very basic goal. How about this? I will move closer to Christ. By reading my Bible for 10 minutes each day, taking my family to church each week, and talking about spiritual matters with my family at least once a week. It's clear. It's doable. It's a great goal for someone starting to take spiritual development seriously. What if, however, I've already got some good routines in my spirituality? Well, I want to encourage all of us to take the next step. Maybe it's in your prayer life. Maybe your covenant is to begin to pray half an hour a day. Or perhaps it's a challenge that you'll intentionally start to share your faith once a week. But push yourself a little as you make the goal. Okay, take a moment and write down your goal next to the word clarity on that piece of paper. What are you going to do 
And how are you going to do it? Great. The next step in our process after clarity is movement. Most of us know the feeling of experiencing congestion because we live along the Interstate 95 corridor. Congestion is frustrating. It slows our progress. It keeps us from reaching the goals that we've envisioned in the time frame that we imagined. Most of us have bouts of congestion in our relationship with God as well. But we shouldn't feel bad because the Apostle Paul did also. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, Paul wrote this. I've not already reached the goal. Nor am I fully mature, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I have been taken hold of by Jesus Christ. Do you notice that Paul hadn't reached the goal? He wasn't fully mature as a follower of Jesus. He hadn't yet arrived, but he also didn't quit. He was able to move forward. There's that word, movement. How do we move towards accomplishing the goal that we have to establish a simpler life by centering on God? I want to make two suggestions. The first is to move incrementally. Every once in a while, I'll encounter somebody who on their Christian journey is like a Christian meteor. They just they take off for Jesus. 15 hours a week volunteering at the church. They pray a couple hours a day. Three international mission trips over the course of the year. And then they burn out. One of the things we have to understand is that holiness is a process. It takes time. It's incremental in nature. So start slow. If my goal is to read the Bible for 15 minutes every day, I might need to start with five minutes. If I want to move from praying for 10 minutes to praying for 30 every day, I might do well to start with a smaller number. Our spiritual lives are much like our physical lives. It takes time to develop the muscles. So the first principle is to move incrementally. Take a step. But let me contrast this incremental movement with another principle. We need to not only move incrementally, we also need to move immediately. There are some words we use that are red flags when it comes to changing our lives. Soon. Words like soon. I plan to start reading my Bible soon. I plan to start tithing soon. You know, it's interesting to me that when Jesus pronounced judgment on a woman caught in adultery, that ultimately he refused to condemn her. He was asked to pronounce judgment, he refused. And then he said to the woman, Go and sin no more. Now, I don't know how successful she was in sinning no more, but I can guess when she started to try and sin no more, immediately. Movement is hindered in our lives by procrastination. So start now. Begin incrementally, but also begin immediately. So grab your piece of paper again, write down the word movement. And next to that, I want to invite you to write down the block of time in which you're going to start your process, either today or tomorrow at the latest. You know, in my life, the first thing I do in the mornings when I wake up is I check my news feeds and then I move immediately into my devotional time. That's my process, my schedule, my routine. When are you going to start living into your goal? Write it down. Okay. The next step to living simpler lives focused on Christ is alignment. I want to invite you to go ahead and write down the word alignment on your sheet of paper. And then as you're doing that, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Are you closer to God than you were a year ago? Is prayer part of your everyday life? 
Do you read the Bible at least three times a week? Are you connected to church and, and in small groups? Do you speak freely with people in your life about faith in Christ? Many of us think of ourselves as very spiritual people, but upon examination, we, we recognize that we don't live out that spirituality in our daily routines. How can we change this? Well, what we need is alignment. When it comes to our spiritual development, there is one method of alignment that outshines all of the rest. It's called accountability. I want to invite you to ask a member of your family or a close friend to hold you accountable to your goal. This could be a great way to begin a spiritual conversation with a friend, by the way. Invite them to make their own goal and then hold each other accountable. Accountability is the most effective way to reach our goals. So who's the person that you're going to ask to hold you accountable? And when are you going to speak to them? I want to invite you to write those answers down next to the word alignment. Who will you ask and when will you ask them? This brings us to our final step of living simple lives by centering on Christ. The final step is focus. Focus is a matter of establishing a priority for a given time. Most of us engage in activities that don't really fulfill us. In their book, A Simple Life, that we base part of this series on, Tom and Art Rainier tell us about some instances where people lost focus. I'd like to share a few of those instances, and, and I wonder if this sounds like any of our lives. I watch television an average of 15 hours a week. In order to reach my goal, I made a commitment to cut my television time to 10 hours a week. I gave the other time to prayer and Bible study. I now have 45 minutes for prayer and study each day that I didn't have before. Another respondent said, I spend eight or nine hours commuting to work each week. That sounds familiar to some of us. I decided to eliminate that time that I'm listening to the radio in the car, and instead, I listen to the Bible on CD and spend time in prayer. I also have a lot less road rage now. Another respondent said, It floored me when I decided to measure my time on the internet for a week. 20 hours. I couldn't believe it. I cut that time in half immediately and began studying scripture. One final reflection. My husband and I tried an experiment. We asked our daughters if they were involved in anything they would like to stop doing. We were shocked when the oldest said she wanted to stop two things and the youngest named one activity. Between those three activities, counting commute time, we saved seven hours a week. We've eliminated seven hours and been able to add 30 minutes a day for family devotionals. And we still have more than three hours a week of extra time. What are you currently doing that you could do less of or perhaps even stop doing it altogether, to make room for a simpler life centered on Christ. Can you cut back on television? Can we reduce our time on the web? Can I wake up at a different time or go to bed at a different time to facilitate quiet moments with God? I want to invite you to take just a moment and write down the word focus. Next to that, write down one thing you might be willing to stop doing in order to connect more deeply to Christ. Last year, I shared one of my favorite stories from a giant in our faith. Augustine lived in the 5th century. 
In truth, he began his life as one of the greatest sinners I've ever heard of. But he became one of the greatest of all saints. He spent a lot of time in his life in this process of redirecting. Early in his youth, he spent, pleasure, spent time seeking pleasure in many forms. But eventually, he realized that doing things that simply felt good all the time didn't, in the end, lead him to feel good. He was deeply unfulfilled. And so, he came to Christ. He began to center his very existence on God. And he left a tremendous legacy. But perhaps his most famous piece of wisdom was when he said this. Our hearts will not rest until they rest in you, O God. God desires that we live simple, meaningful lives. But that can only happen if our relationships are our first priority. Jesus told us the most important thing is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. If we long for a simple life, it requires our relationships with God and those around us must be our priorities. Over the last two weeks, we've talked about how to make a desire, that desire for, for simple lives a reality through clarity, movement, alignment, and focus. Thank you so much for joining with us in worship today. And I hope that you'll take the next step in your faith journey throughout the course of this week, that you'll begin immediately to center your life more fully on Christ and find that God has indeed given you a life of simplicity, meaning, and joy. Friends, would you pray with me? Gracious God, I thank you for all of our brothers and sisters that are joining with us today online. I ask that you would keep us safe in the midst of this inclement weather. And we pray, O Holy One, that you would draw us closer to you, that beginning this very day, we would take steps to center our lives on Christ, knowing that as we do that, as we place you as the focus of our existence and center on our relationships, our lives will become simpler, more fulfilling, and more meaningful. We pray these things with great expectation because we pray them in the name of Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, Amen.